How's it going, everybody? Welcome to GPS Sports. Uh, this is our first episode, first podcast, so thank you guys so much for joining us. My name is Quinn. Um, I'm here alongside Seth. Seth, say hello. Hi, everybody. How's it going? And uh, Connor. Connor, why don't you say a little hello? Um, here is a little hello. Hello. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so great start. Great start. <laughs> it we've was, been doing that's this. Supposed to be a big one. We've been doing this podcast for uh, about a year now. Yeah, um, and we're just now taking it seriously. Uh, so we wanted to like throw it up on YouTube, Spotify, whatever. Um, yeah, we're excited because uh, now we're good. Yeah, now we're, we're really good. We're good. We're really good. Um, so yeah, you guys can see our faces, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I got my Red Sox uh, j- jersey shirt. Jert. Jersey. Yep, sure. We all do call it a jert. I'm glad that you finally caught on. <laughs> Connor's got what? What are you wearing, Connor? Um, What's your sports? It's not gear? that I'm wearing. It's what I'm holding. <laughs> this is my Phillies mug. It is my pride and joy. I'm talking coffee. I'm talking tea. Are you a Phillies Water, fan? Water, apple juice. Uh, kind of. I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> my baseball knowledge is the least of all of my sport knowledge. But I'll say this. If I'm to lean into any team, it would be the Philadelphia Phillies because it can't be the Mariners. Let me tell you what. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, by the way, Seth, is your camera rolling over there? Uh, yeah, I the think so. The screen's just off? Yeah, I think it's just Okay, off. just check. I pressed the record button. Just wanted so. to make sure, you know. I hope so because otherwise that's going to be bad for me later. Hey, we may have a few technical difficulties with the cameras this time around. It's our first one, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, anywho, you guys didn't come here to hear us talk about our podcasts and our goals for the podcast and our hopes and dreams in life. Oh. You came because you heard we were really attractive. Did we explain the name of the podcast? Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. GPS Sports. Uh, all of our last names, Gorham, Pritchett, Sup. Wow. GPS Sports, your guide to the game. So creative. Do you ever feel like... Who came up with that? You're watching Sports Me? Center and you're feeling lost. You're feeling like, who's that guy? What's he doing that for? Why is it such a big deal? If only someone could explain it to me in gross detail. Well, here we are, lost traveler, <laughs> lost sports traveler. Here is your guide to the game, yeah, brought man. to you by me and most, well, those two other guys, but also but mostly Connor, predominantly but mostly Connor. me. Yeah, Con- yeah, Connor, who knows a lot about baseball. <laughs> yes, especially the Phillies, who I asked today when we got in, did we make the playoffs, boys? <laughs> Turns out we didn't. No, um, you, so we this did one not. goes out to the Phillies, but they all actually do because it's the Phillies. Mom. Yeah, but that is what's great about us. We have uh, three different people, all with three different specialties, I would probably say. Yeah. Quinn specializing in baseball, Connor in basketball, Fashion. me in okay. uh, football. Uh, yeah, and we all kind of know like the ins and outs of, of all course. the all the little sports, but we got our we got our own like niche, main, our corners, main guys we know about. So, um, yeah. I, I know about about as much about basketball as Connor knows about baseball, so we're going to be helping each other mm-hmm. out. <laughs> we're on the same team. Yeah. Speaking of teams, yeah. Let's roll it, man. All right. So <laughs> let's get into this uh, sports we're gonna, podcast. We're going to start every podcast with a segment on headlines. So let's roll that. Uh, we're going to be talking about the like biggest news in sports over the last week or so. So uh, first up on the list, uh, Melvin Gordon. Is back, yes, sir. Which I'm happy about. Bad for my fantasy va- he's team. He's on my but, fantasy team in uh, our fantasy league. Man, what are they going to do? They have Eckler, who's been terrific, absolutely terrific. Um, and you bring in, you know, a solid 
I don't know, A minus, B plus <laughs> running back. Debatable, yeah. I, I don't know. He spent so much time out that I'm a little bit worried for him um, and just yeah. kind of like what production value he'll have. But the Chargers themselves have absolutely been struggling. Oh, absolutely. I think, I, I do think a big reason of that for that is because they haven't had a running game up to this point. Although well, Eckler has surprised. Uh, but I think those first two games, he was still getting like, uh, first one game. I don't know. He figured it out. Like he jumped game. into yeah. it. I would say he he hopped right in. Mad props it. to Austin Eckler. Like he did a great job. And the Chargers now have an issue on their hands. They got to figure out whether or not they want to continue with his success or they want to gamble on this guy who's missed a large part of the season. Yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. And I, I, I mean, for the for Melvin Gordon, I do think that that's a gamble absolutely worth taking because he was holding out, and it was just like a bad holdout. Like yeah. at the end of the day, I really feel like if I'm if I'm the Chargers, I'm more than happy to get Melvin Gordon to come in, and he came back because Austin Eckler was playing so well. If there, Austin Eckler was doing guys, poorly, then he probably could, his holdout would have had more power. That's true. There are guys that like should have that kind of holdout. Like they deserve that money, and they're waiting on it, and they should be waiting on it. Yeah, I don't know if Melvin Gordon's one of those guys, and He's I think not, that's that's a pretty common take yeah. in the sports world. Yeah, yeah. You know? this is a good step for the league as a whole that this is not acceptable. Yes. Um, as a whole, um, if you are an A plus player and you're not being paid like an A plus player, do what you need to do. Um, but if you're Melvin Gordon, it's not worth it for either side. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, what we see here is the Le'Veon Bell precedent that has been set because Le'Veon Bell holds out all of last year, and uh, Melvin Gordon. The difference between him and Le'Veon Bell is that Le'Veon was the fulcrum of the Pittsburgh offense, and um, strictly speaking, when we watch Austin Eckler perform so well, Melvin Gordon isn't that. So he just doesn't have as much power as Le'Veon Bell did, and Le'Veon Bell actually ended up sitting a whole year like the Steelers wouldn't budge. So his holdout technically didn't work as well. I think when you uh, look at the contracts of what he could have made last year or no, this year as a franchise player, which Pittsburgh was offering him and his Jets contract he's on now, he would have been making more money as a Steeler. So what we're seeing is what is your right, Seth, is yeah. that um, it is good for the league that these holdouts aren't working. Melvin Gordon tried to do the Le'Veon Bell um even though the Le'Veon Bell didn't work in and of itself, and it also didn't work because now he's playing. Um, and Austin Eckler, total stud. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to see kind of what happens there. I don't know. Saying I'm excited about the Chargers feels like a betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It, it's, it'll be an interesting thing. Sure. Uh, moving on from that, uh, next headline we got, uh, Brad Osmus was fired as the Angels manager. Uh, a, a reason why this is is big news is because uh, Joe Madden, manager for the Cubs, obviously during their 2016 World Series campaign, he's really made that team a success, um, is from Long Beach. And his contract is up after this year. Cubs probably aren't going to re-sign him. The two big teams, um, well, the one big team that was in the mix before this happened to get Madden was probably going to be the Padres mm. uh, with their young team, a lot of talent. Me, obviously, being a Padres fan and Red Sox. Um, <laughs> I'm biased towards them. But uh, Madden uh, started his career with the Angels and uh, lives in Long Beach. So they're saying he may go to the Angels. Could be a great fit. 
Um, could could work out really well, especially with a team that's struggling, but you have the best player in baseball. You got to win a playoff game. Not they even haven't just won a playoff one best game. Player. They have a lot of good talent on that team. They do. They don't have a pitching staff. No. Um, but they haven't won a playoff game since 2009. And that's unacceptable for a Los Angeles organization. I think it'll be interesting to see what Shohei Otani does next year. Sure. Not just as a batter, because he's shown this year that he is a really good batter. Yeah. Um, he can play the DH spot excellently um but whether or not we're gonna see if he's real as a pitcher yeah uh because his uh 2018 campaign was good um but we'll have to see if it's sustainable yeah um connor you want to give up the next headline uh yes okay so this next headline is uh near and dear to my heart so what we have we're transitioning now to the nfl um the underdogs um against the spread and that is to say in Vegas, when you have um, you have like the the team that is gonna that's probably projected to win, team is projected to lose. Underdog team that is the team that is projected to lose, and that's often the road team in Vegas. Is they um, the home field advantage in the NFL is real, yeah. and so that's usually around a three point favorite in Vegas. But this year in the NFL, underdogs well, I, let's call it in the first quarter of the season. Um, in the NFL, underdogs are 39, 25, wow. and one. And that is a, a kind of unprecedented number, um, especially in the first quarter of the season, because what it shows in the NFL is that anyone could beat anyone at any time. And what we how we see this develop is you have a team like the Texans. I feel like, it, personally speaking, the Texans could beat anyone any day of the week. Seahawks, I am from Seattle. I feel like we're we play the Rams this Thursday. Day, I think that's going to be a really good sign to see like what kind of team the Seahawks are. You could go through a laundry list of teams in the NFL. The Lions almost stuck it to Kansas City, and Kansas City is probably the top three, maybe even you could make the argument of best team in the NFL. Absolutely, right? Now, right? And um, you have the Bears, you have the Packers, you have I could I could list them all. I could list them all. You have the Colts. Bottom line is this. In the NFL, what it shows that the underdogs are 39 and 25 and 1. That's to say, in Vegas, they have been wrong 39 times. They've been right 25 times. And then there was that tie between the Lions and the Cardinals week one. That's interesting. That in the NFL, what we, yeah. it's not the NBA. We have a parody in the NFL where we're, we're saying in the first quarter of the season, any, it's anyone's ball game. Except for obviously uh, the Redskins, and I'm gonna also throw in the Dolphins as the worst teams I've ever seen on screen before. <laughs> um, oh, no. It is it is a it's a circus, and circuses are more scary than funny. I'm just gonna put that out there. Fair. Um, yep. The Dolphins are a circus. <laughs> I hope they have fun ask. with their yeah. oh, uh, number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, out of Clemson. Um, if he can stay healthy in the uh, NCAA, because they're gunning for him. They are, yeah, they are gunning for him. And, they, and you can tell they have the worst deficit, the point deficit within the first four games in NFL history. It's like negative. Really? Yeah, it's like negative 137. Or I don't even that poll. I, I think that's the number. Just but pulling, it's some. Um, they lost by, I think, a combined nearly 100 in they the first two weeks. They scored in the second half. Gotta love it. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> in franchise history. Yeah. No, but this year they haven't scored in the second half. That's bad. I, I'm, that's I, I'm. That's not. Oh, and sixteen. I mean, they're obviously I'm not a great like team, but at that point, you gotta be looking at the coaching staff and wondering what's going wrong there. 
Because if you can't get your team to score at all in the second half, yeah, uh, I wouldn't blame the coaching staff. Nobody wants to be there. That's, I mean, uh, except I would blame Jay Gruden because he's been there longer than the guy in uh, for the Dolphins. Dolphins guy, I think it's his first year. Yeah, I don't know his name, but Jay Gruden, he's on the hot seat for in Washington. He's probably gonna get get him out of there. He's gonna get out of there. Get him out of there. I'm one. I'll say this. I would even go as far to say I don't know if Jay Gruden makes it through the season. I would say that's a fair take. Brian, we only can Brian have one. Flores is the name of the head coach. Flores. First year, right? I yeah, I think yeah, so. So yeah. he he came into the Dolphins and then they're tanking and then he's gonna have a couple of years to set up his team. Jay Gruden's been there for long enough where like he's on the hot seat for sure. Time to go. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, there's really not much to say about the Dolphins other than they, they're not good this year. Uh news. Other NFL news, uh, another headline. Um, second to last headline. Uh, Vontae's perfect suspended for the entire 2019 season. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're on YouTube, we're going to go ahead and roll that clip for you guys right now. Uh, yeah, other than that, we'll just keep talking, um, for the audio people. Um, do you guys see the hit? Yeah, Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was bad. I don't know. How do you guys, how do you guys (laughs) feel about it? Cause is it setting a precedent or is it too harsh or... I don't know. Do you guys think this needed to be this grave of a punishment for one hit? Well, I, here's what I think about... Uh, he is a repeat offender. He's a repeat offender, yes. exactly. And so uh, I'm looking to f- see if I could find a list of all that he has done right now. Um, but here's what we have with uh, Vontez Perfect. Is this is a player... When, in the, the play that you can see... Um, the receiver is seemingly to like giving himself up, or he's. I remember he was in so, somewhat of a process of doing that. Perfect comes in, direct helmet to helmet contact. Yeah. And so what the NFL is trying to do is they're trying to they're trying to have their sport be more attractive to mothers who are like ha- whose kids are watching this sport and yeah. putting their children in um, like Pop Warner football. And so they're trying to protect all their players, right? So they can, as a sense. brand, they can say, like, this is actually not as dangerous as you may think on the outset. And with Perfect doing this, they're setting a precedent because he is the perfect scapegoat for the NFL. Yeah. He is a repeat offender who's done dirty play after dirty play since college. There was one article I read that I'm going to find while you guys keep talking where this began in high school that he's been playing like this aggressively. And then he was Once on the an aggressive Bengals. player, always an aggressive player. Yeah, and, and, and aggressive not in the... It, he's like extra, extra. Right. Like I'm talking Un- outside unsportsmanly. of unsportsmanly, unsportsmanly aggression. Yeah. It's it's some serious violence. So yeah. what I see with Vontez Perfect is the perfect scapegoat for the NFL to be like this is intolerable. This is not what we want as a sport. Although you can't really take out collision out of the out of no. football, like it's impossible. But they're doing what they can, and so. You have a repeat offender. You have this guy who um, this play is as dirty as it comes, and um, I, it's it's almost if to me it's reminiscent of like Nadamakin Sue stepping on Aaron Rodgers' yep. hand. Yep. Gosh, a couple years ago. This is that was um, bad. Just unnecessary. Yeah. It's absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. And for the NFL, it's um, it's a win in terms of setting a precedent for what's okay and what's not okay. For Perfect, I think he had it coming personally for him as a player. 
I, I think that's that. fair. Yeah. Uh, we got to move on to the next headline and wrap this segment up here. Uh, last headline, Anthony Rendon of the Washington Nationals, third baseman, uh, turned down a seven-year, $210 million contract offer from the Nationals. Um, I believe he will be a free agent this year since yeah. he turned that contract down. That's insane. Uh, Rendon is being offered the same amount in millions per year as Manny Machado, yeah. who, you know, when he was signed, uh, I believe five-time All-Star. Yeah. Um, Rendon, not that same type of caliber player. No. Still good. But potentially. And sure. I think they're bargaining on his potential here. Um, too much of a gamble. Yeah. He Far had an incredible season this year. Yeah. And I get that. But also, he's not nearly as established as other guys earning that amount of money. No. Um, and and I, I think to be offered $30 million a year, you got to be a player that's been an all-star for a number of years. Yeah. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, but I don't think you can offer someone in baseball that type of contract with that type of money. Unless you're I don't Mike like, Trout. I don't even like the Mike Trout move. Really? I'll be honest. I, don't, I really don't like the Machado or Bryce Harper moves, but I don't even like the Mike Trout move. No, um, I think I think baseball is seeing an inflation in contract prices, and I don't think that's a good thing. No, it's not because think, you're trying to build around one guy in a sport that is incapable of building around one guy. Right. If because uh, a pitcher and a quarterback, you know, same type of position. Quarterback plays every game, and you only play 16 games. A pitcher is throwing one in five games, mm-hmm. so you can't build around a pitcher. No. You can't build around a hitter because they're once they're up every nine batters. There is just no position in baseball. It's far too even a sport that can kind of dominate what you're trying to do. And so basketball, absolutely worth it to give as much money as possible right, to one absolutely. player. Uh, football, still pretty worth it if you're getting a, a quarterback or a really solid D- yeah, defensive depending player. depending on the position. Yeah, baseball it just will never have that same effect. And you could argue that a seasoned veteran really helps ignite the team. Sure. But- that I mean, that's an argument for a different podcast, and we can we can go over the the Didn't value, with pool holes. <laughs> the value in Machado and Bryce Harper's contracts, but we got to yeah. move on. So, um, one one last word yeah. on baseball contracts. I do think it's important to note that in baseball you have a soft salary cap, and that is the same yep. in, in uh, basketball, which means that the owner has a lot of control over how much he wants he or she wants mm-hmm. to spend on a team, right? Yep. So I believe you you both. Both are right that this inflation is a little absurd for baseball as a sport, but I, on the side of the owners, they're they are given the option yep. to have as much they money the as they, they want to spend. And yeah. so, in basketball, it makes more sense to the sport, and in baseball, <coughs> it's um, I would call it more of a branding decision yeah. as an owner. That's so fair. you can spend that money; it's a little absurd. But they're not only buying Mike Trout. Like, hey, Mike Trout, we want to make sure you get another Ferrari. <laughs> they're saying, Mike Trout, we want you to be the Angels. Yes, because um, baseball also has kind of a little bit of trouble of branding. Mm-hmm. themselves uh, with player brands like the NBA because in baseball you just don't see Mike Trout on the screen you know and we can't only talk about Mike Trout for as long as we talk about LeBron James because when in a two hour two and a half hour basketball game we'll be seeing LeBron James for two hours yeah. of uh, footage all right so it is time for news at the speed of sound Seth can you pull up a timer on your phone being the only one whose phone is not currently recording <laughs> our faces oof yep Sure. What's the timer? Uh, we're going to do five minutes, and why don't you throw up a finger um, every time that we hit another minute mark? Yes, sir. Um, just so I know where to put the little pings. All in right. The, oh, in the... oh, I started. I'll, I'll pause it. Cool. We, are we going? Uh, start it. Are we going? Go. Going. 
Bingo. All right. Browns look great. Ravens looked like garbage last week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if the Ravens are ready for what's coming at them. I think a lot of people rank them as a top 10 team going into this week. I think them and the Browns will be slowly switching. We'll see what happens next week. I think that'll really um, solidify the answers to that question. Do you think they fall out of the top 10 in power rankings? Um, absolutely. They should. They yeah. should. If they don't, I don't know who's ranking them. They, they deserve to be between 12 and 15. Uh, Jameis Winston had an excellent performance last week through four touchdown passes and Jared Goff, not so much, three interceptions. Uh, Bucks won that game 55-40. That was kind of a shocker to a lot of people. Thoughts? Uh, most points in Bucks franchise history. I think uh, what we have with Tampa Bay is they're a better team than we thought they were. And I also, it is so much fun for me to watch Jameis Winston play football because I don't know which team he's going to throw the ball to. I'm almost <laughs> certain it's going to go for a touchdown in one way or the other. So I think the Bucks are a little bit better than we gave credit for. For the Rams, they're not the team that we saw last year for sure. So that's going to be very interesting to see. Big game in Seattle this Thursday night. I think that is worth looking at to see the uh, state of the Rams because their offense is just not what they used to be without uh, with Todd Gurley having this weird mystery injury. Sure. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, looks acceptable. Uh, defense looks great for the Giants. How are we, how are we thinking about that? Yeah, I think they're going to be fun to watch. I don't think they'll do anything Maybe too interesting the rest of the, of the we- season. Year if they can win eight games oh man i, I think that's pushing know. it i think they're going to be shooting for six i think uh fans yeah, would be well, happy sure. with six um and we'll just have to see where it goes the rest of the season but danny dimes danny dimes going to be getting uh, fans we'll into yeah. it for the, the rest of the I, season. The, yeah. I think their quarterback situation right now is their biggest uh eli's done uh, up up in the air sure type thing you know yeah. like it's it's a it's a hit or miss so yeah. we'll see what happens there um buffalo is probably one of the bigger surprises this year looking good Kinda. Uh, they lost 10 to 16 to the Patriots, which is one of the biggest powerhouses in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we feeling about them? Buffalo defense looking really nice. Uh, losing Josh Allen in that game, I think, cost them the game. The Patriots were seemingly trying to give them uh, the game away at any uh, at any turn. And I think for the Patriots, what this is what we saw with the Antonio Brown signing is that they just don't have receivers getting open. Yeah. And we see that with Tom Brady um, having, I think he had five thrown passes, that two that went for um, an intentional grounding call. So what we see for the Patriots is they don't have anyone getting getting open despite having a great team and a great defense we'll get to in a second and what we have for Buffalo is I hope Josh Allen is okay because I think that cost them the game shows the Pats are human and maybe for the first time there could be some competition in that division maybe yeah uh Seth what are you at time wise two minutes two minutes left yes cool all right uh news at the speed of sound um yeah Buffalo's defense uh we talked about them Bears Mm. defense wow Doing great. Um, they got to get an offense if they're going to win this division. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the defense is frightening. Um, I don't know if it's still the era where you can win a championship off of the backs of defenses um, because this is one of the best ones that we've seen in a while. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see what they do going What's forward. What's their record? Again? I want to say they're three and one, I, I believe. And, and so what's the, about right. for the Bears, I believe in Matt Nagy, their coach. I think that's awesome. I think their defense is among top three, at best, maybe even the best in the league. Coordinator. Their defensive coordinator, ooh, couldn't tell you. Cool. Well, um, he's doing a good job. <laughs> knew that the speed is sad. I'd look it up if it wasn't this segment. Cool. But uh, I'll say this about the Bears. They need their quarterback to play at BB plus for them to be good, or rather to be elite. 
And so for the Bears defense, I would say they're playing exceptionally well, and we need Mitch Trubisky to play a little bit better for them to be an elite team. Right now they're a very good team because of the defense. 45 and, seconds. Yeah, and let's spend the last 45 seconds talking about 4-0 teams. Who in the NFL looks the most legit right now? Chiefs, got to give it to the Chiefs. I know they were a bit rocky against the Lions, but Mahomes is a leader um, both mentally and physically for his team. This is a team that is solid all the way around. Um, they have some holes, but I could see him going all the way at this point. Yeah, and I think with that, with, with that too, we see the Chiefs Chiefs being um, a number one looking team in the entire NFL and the Lions kind of a surprise they've been playing pretty well so Lions look prepared whenever they play and I think that was a good Lions team that the uh, Chiefs play but Chiefs are for sure a favorite league-wide going into I would say the playoffs at least looking at it from uh, the first quarter of the season and is that buzzer up yep I thought it was gonna make a noise (laughs) Cool. well it didn't we'll put one in in post yep (laughs) all right cool uh, we can kind of slow it down a little bit. We've been going very fast paced for this whole podcast, so thanks for hanging with it. Uh, now's the part where we talk about my personal favorite sport, <laughs> baseball. Quinn talks baseball. Yeah. All right. And you guys, you guys talk baseball. We're also we here. We asked Quinn about baseball. Uh, so playoff baseball is huge, um, which is the reason that we're talking about it in the midst of all this NFL stuff that's also huge. Um, We're entering the sports uh, promised land, the land of milk and honey, where we have uh, MLB postseason, we have NFL regular season, and we have the beginning of the NBA regular season coming upon us. Sweet, sweet time. Oh, my gosh. We love it. The winter, um, it may be cold, but warm yourself with a little cup of hot cocoa and sports. Okay, so if uh, (laughs) if you guys would either open the MLB at-bat app, or Connor on your computer, uh, go to MLB.com. We're going to do the bracket challenge live with you guys on here. Well, I guess not live. Win 250,000. Live pre-recorded. We're going (laughs) to And we'll we'll talk about it as we go through it, and we'll we'll make our picks. Evidence of winning 250,000. Where are we starting, Quinn? Uh, Let's start with the NL wild card. Um, We got Brewers uh, and the Nationals. So uh, what I will say about the Brewers is... I really like them. Yeah. I think they're an excellent team. I think they have a very cohesive, well-put-together team, uh, especially offensively. Um, But their pitching's pitching's pretty good, too. Uh, They got Josh Hader in the pen, who has been pretty lights out this year. Um, But they lost Yelich, and I think that's a big factor in whether or not they win this game. Uh, Keep in mind, wild-card game. For, mostly for you, Connor. Yeah, one game, one game, one game. When when are these wild card games, Quinn? Uh, I either tonight, tonight or tomorrow night. I think one is tonight. Okay, hello. Is yeah. NL or AL? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm on it, boys. So either way, I have the whole internet at my disposal. Uh, maybe by the time you're listening to this, this is already outdated. But uh, I am gonna pick the Brewers here, just because I like them. I think they have a good team. And the Nationals have a history of choking in the playoffs. Sure. They've never won a playoff game in franchise history. Sure. Mm. I'm I'm personally still going to go with the Nats. Uh, I think home field advantage plays into it. I would say in a series, in a five, uh, best of best of five uh, series, I would take the Brewers. In a one-game playoff at home for the Nats, I'll take the Nats. I think that's a good point. Connor, who you got? 
Um, I I will have what Quinn has. Uh, everything that Quinn says is uh, <laughs> smart, wise, and uh, you're a lovely man. So I would go with the Brewers because Quinn says so. Nice. Uh, let's continue up the National League tree here. Um, so it makes me choose wild card. It makes me choose the AL wild card next. Oh, does it? Also, well, then we'll Brewers do are tonight. Brewers Nationals play tonight. Got it. Okay. That, I, today, I'm, today I'll being tune Tuesday, into that October game. I think 1st. that'll be an exciting game. So totally. Um, yeah. All right. Well, then we'll do the AL wild card next since it's making which Seth is tomorrow choose. for yeah. all intents and purposes. Um, Tampa Bay, good young team. Austin Meadows, Tyler Glasnow, Tommy Pham all had insane breakout seasons. Um, I'm excited to see them play, and I really, really want them to go into the next round. I think they're my pick, despite the fact that the the A's also have good pitching and stuff. But in a one-game playoff, pitching doesn't really matter because you're going to use your ace no matter what. Well, yeah. So, uh, But I would say that the A's have a better staff overall that will carry over into this game as well as you're right it's a young team um and so not a lot of experience and just not a lot of support let's be honest in tampa bay yeah Um, oh they were ranked third to last in attendance this year and that's so sad because it is a playoff team yep um i'm sure that the other teams surrounding them are not like the marlins are always last i feel like um and they're a terrible team so it makes sense but the rays Fun to watch. Oh, young, so much interesting, fun to watch. good. They win games. Yeah. Um, but I think Oakland, this is their last team that they have left. Raiders leaving. Uh, Warriors left. Um, so you just have the A's now. Um, and I'm so I think I think the city's going to gonna see, go all out for this. I'm kind of interested to see where the A's go from here, like in in years yeah. forward, because they like looking at them. I wouldn't say they seem like a playoff team at first glance. Sure. You know. But you got like Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, the Mats, um, the Mats. Marcus Semyon had a great year. Um, who else? Chris Davis is always a home run hitter, but Chris Davis, um, uh, yeah, Chris with the K. Uh, I'll. This is the most interesting streak in sports yeah, broken. I know this season. I'm Quinn, bummed. do you want to tell us yeah, what the, it is? The, the two forty seven streak. Oh, He's had a 247 four years running. batting average for four years in a row. Wow. Yeah, he got broken this year. I know. He's, he bat uh, a measly 220. Though? Ooh, that's, terrible. That's absurd, though. <laughs> Just like the, the Out of a thousand. Of mediocre consistency. Um, <laughs> no, but like... Uh, right side, we know he's hitting 247. His spring oh, yeah. training... That much he's telling us. His spring training lifetime average, 247. No wow. way. Yeah. Wow. Life, t- wow. It's you know, crazy. this is the stuff. law of averages, and we'll talk about it a lot in this podcast, but eventually in baseball shows us the most that when you have um, a large sample size of games or a large sample size of, uh, I don't know, love games and of yeah, statistics, 162. Uh, 162, you have the law of averages shine brighter in baseball because you have a team that can be easily identified uh, because yeah. uh, you just have more uh, to see who they are truly. Yeah. Rather in football, it's like, oh, you only have 16 games. I don't even know who and who's can beat who in any week. Yeah. So I got Tampa. Who you guys got? I got the A's. Yeah, I got the A's because of Chris Davis. I think because he lost his 
uh, 247 streak. He's going to go crazy. I project. He might hit 248 in the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to over 247 in the playoffs. This game to me, um, and I don't, again, I speak with I speak with little understanding, but this much I do know about baseball, the Astros are good. So I'm just going to pick whoever I'm sacrificing to the Houston Astros. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's going to be the Oakland Athletics. My cousins are from Oakland. And so, <laughs> so can we all can we all agree yeah. on Houston over Tampa or Yep, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That one's uh, well who who's next? What make what does it make you choose next? Um it is actually that. it has yeah. the full list after that. Okay, um, cool. So we'll so. just we'll throw Houston in there. Yeah. I, let's uh, just put Houston in the world. And, so I mean, I don't let's we don't even quit. we'll talk about Houston later. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Time, but. Um next next one, which will be an interesting series, uh Minnesota Twins versus New York Yankees. All right. I know you guys are. This is gonna rustle a lot of Jimmys here. I'm taking the Twins. Oh my Jimmys! I'm, I'm, <laughs> They're rustled. I'm uh. serious. Like I think, I think New York, great power, great responsibility. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're a good That's team. Spider Man. I think they're a good team. <laughs> Miles Morales. I think the Twins are better. All right. The Twins had flashes of greatness in their pitching staff this year. Mitch Garver flashes. had an insane season, hit a lot of dingers. Uh, they have a good lineup. They are a good young team. I really like them. I think they're going to upset the Yankees. 3 1 Yanks. Yeah. 3 1. I, I, I'm using this one's my upset. This is my sure. upset. I think, sure. I think the Twins. Okay, well, I'm going to say I'm going with uh, the higher-seeded team being the lower seed. Um, I am. We can get into this. Yeah, the higher, the, sorry, the higher-ranked team, lower seed, um, because I'm going with the Yankees in this game. We'll talk about this in March, but oftentimes in these playoff games, in these playoff uh, series, the higher seeds always win out. So I'm going strictly by the numbers, boys. And this also, this way, if we both pick the Yankees, it gives Quinn a lot of power in his hot take. Because if the Boom. if the Twins do beat the Yankees, then you can just uh, take your two face. minutes yeah. and get on a soapbox about <laughs> how you won so much. I was right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, okay, NL. Uh, we got St. Louis and Braves. That'll be a fun series. I don't. I. I think the Cardinals came out of the gates this year. I. I wasn't expecting them to do as well as they did, and they did. Uh, Flaherty had a great last last uh, month of the season. Starting yeah. pitcher Connor. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. He he had a great last month of the season. Yeah. I think he continues that into the playoffs, and I think he. Uh, helps his team get at least one or two victories, and that might be the the deciding factor. Sure. Uh, I think the Braves. Um, give me a second. My wheel rolled over my cord. <laughs> um, I think the Braves also have a great team, and for that reason, I'm picking the Braves because uh, good young team. Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies. They had great performances from Josh Donaldson, Freddie Freeman this year. They're going to be an exciting team to watch. I'm going to pick them. Mostly because I want to see them going in the next round. Yeah, Braves are going to be a lot of fun, especially in that next series. I say this one does go to five, um, and it shouldn't go to five. I think Atlanta should win that quicker. Um, but St. Louis has a great home crowd, too. My goodness. And they goodness. also have experience in the playoffs. They do. Um, and so I think crowd is going to be into it. Um, fans are going to be going wild. They'll push it to five. Uh, everybody wins their home games. Connor, who you got? So, um, Josh Donaldson, uh, and this is the... You on Google Images? Um, yeah, I'm on Google Images because I have to... <laughs> 
Uh, for, you'll see. You'll see why. Yeah, please. Josh Donaldson, and this is the same one from the Blue Jays of years past, right? Yeah. He has a killer haircut. I'm talking. It is shaved. On, it is the. This is, this is why we do it on YouTube, so I can throw that image up there. It on is. The screen. Oh yeah, I got just the image for you, Quinn. It is the <laughs> ultimate mullet, where he has so much business in the front. Oh, and he is just nine to five government work business on the side, shaved all the way down. And I'm talking big time Friday night party and for that reason, going down the back. You're and the because Braves. of Josh Donaldson's hair, I'm taking the Braves. Oh, lovely. I, I like love it. it. Cool. All right. Uh, next up, the other NLDS. Uh, for me, Brewers versus Dodgers. For you guys, I'm not sure who you picked. Nats. I mm-hmm. think you picked Brewers. I was Brewers yeah. because of uh, Quinn's wi- uh, wisdom. I think the Dodgers beat either team. Uh, I, I, I would actually... Beat the Brewers, I don't think... I, I, I Wait, I... I think the Brewers can beat yeah, the Dodgers. I, do I don't too. think the Nationals can beat the Dodgers. I agree with that. I think I I do have the Nats beating uh, the Brewers um, in that wild card game. Um, but I think if the Brewers do make it, they're going to push five. I'm still um, going to put LA, even though I did put the Brewers in there, uh, because I do think they're such a strong team. LA starts with a sweep. Six to me. wins. Yeah. Um, if they play the Nats, I think they they just they're at home. Um, they Nats run have it. a bad playoff history. Yeah. They <laughs> want that break. Um, and so yeah. they're, they're going to run the game and wait for uh, the Braves to finish off the Cardinals. 100% agree. Um, all right. ALCS. Uh, man, I'm going to, I, I got to pick the Astros. Cause yeah, I agree with you, Quinn, only to say that, um, they have shown nothing all season. And I, again, you know, I've seen little, but what I have seen is they've shown nothing, but, um, a team that can play that's a world series team yeah Yeah. Uh, their pitching staff is insane they don't just have one starter but three starters who have been dominant yeah al cy young like they're they're tied for the al cy young right now uh uh, verlander and garrett cole uh add zach add zach granke to the mix halfway through the season with that that trade that they made they have one insane pitching staff, yeah. and I'm excited to watch them, and I think that that pitching staff carries them through the playoffs. They can take down Judge and the big boys that New York has. Yep. It's going to be fun. Uh, I think that one goes six, uh, hmm. but Houston takes care of it in yeah. short order. Uh, whether they play the Twins, which I, was my upset pick, or the or the Yankees, I think they're going to the World Series this year. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yes. NLCS. Houston for me. Connor agrees. Yeah, uh, NLCS. Uh, Same thing, honestly. Uh, you've got another team with probably three starters on on uh, any other baseball team uh, with the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, you've got Kershaw. Uh, you've got Ryu, who, gee whiz, Ryu, have a season. Well, first half. <laughs> yeah. Second, second half, not so much, but he still pitched incredibly well. There's still absolute potential there. Walker um, Bueller. Walker Bueller is Ooh. great. Um, and even, so, even, their, even their four and five end starters, like Ross Stripling... Yeah, pretty, not bad. Pretty strong. Kenta pitcher. Maeda is gonna go also to the bullpen and strong, do well. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't see how Atlanta uh, can get past that as well. Uh, I'm gonna say six. They could push seven, um, but I, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think the Dodgers are going to the playoffs, and I think we're gonna see a repeat of 2017 in, uh, not not going to the playoffs, the World Series. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna see a repeat of the. 2017 but i do think the braves give them a run for their money sure 
There's some close games in there, so there's absolutely... Out of every series in this, I might be most excited to watch Dodgers versus Braves. If that happens. Yeah, I'm looking up uh, the active roster for the Dodgers. Corey Seager is... uh, So Kyle Seager is a Mariner, um, and his brother is Corey Seager, who's a Dodger. uh, MLB Players Weekend? No. So they all wear like jerseys with nicknames on them and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they give them like the opportunity to wear like cleats and all that. Um, Kyle Seeger's jersey said, "Not Corey." <laughs> that is uh, funny. You know, for uh, Kyle Seeger on eh, all things Mariner news, he is. I think he was like he played the fourth most game in a Mariner uniform. So I'll say this much: I um, a super. A, a really die soft Mariners fan. Uh, very die quickly, soft. will I just give up on them? We won our first. We won like our f- like fifth of our first fifteen. We won like thirteen games a season. I already had given up on them because I knew they'd hurt me. Um, so anyway, I dump the Mariners before they dump me. In every relationship I get into, every spring. Bottom line is this, though. Kyle Seeger, big fan. Corey Seeger, related to Kyle Seeger. I'm going Dodgers, baby. Good. I love your Great logic picks. here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, family. So I think we all have we all have the same World Series. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a pretty standard pick for the World Series. Yeah, we're we're It'd boring. Hard, we got two number one seeds, but I mean, the, realistically, it just makes they sense. They are the best teams yeah. in the league, and whether they continue into the postseason being the best teams in the league, we'll have to see. I don't know. I, I got them. I got them in the World Series, and I don't think. I, I think a lot of people do. So. Uh, when they get there, unfortunately for you Dodgers fans out there, I I think Houston pulls up ahead again. I I think it's almost a sweep. I think Dodgers pull one away. Uh, so I'm gonna say five, but I'm gonna say there's a real possibility for a sweep there. I they're just dominant. The Astros are dominant. They are a dynasty. Yeah, and. I, I'll get on my soapbox about the Padres in a different podcast, <laughs> but I, teams like the Padres and the Braves yeah. remind me a lot of teams like the Astros and the Cubs a few years back. Teams that were bad, mediocre to bad, um, and had a ton of young talent. It's whether or not they're going to be able to develop it. The Braves are about two years ahead of the Padres right now, um, but Padres and the Blue Jays are going to be other teams that in a few years are going to be on the up and up because yeah. the Blue Jays got people like uh, Vlad Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Biggio. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> it's going to be Biggio. Fun. Kavan Biggio. Not, not, uh, not Craig. Craig. So I'm, I'm Kevin, saying, is, is he, relation? Is he related to Craig Biggio? Yeah, son. Huh. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I played as Biggio in MLB 06, the show. There yeah. are PS2. There are that, date, so that makes me many, feel dated for the first so time. There are so many uh, major leaguers' kids in the, in yeah. the leagues right now yeah. doing insanely well. Bichette, his dad, Dante Bichette, played for the Rockies. Wow. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., um, yeah. obviously, yeah. his dad was uh, Derek Jeter. Wow. Right? <laughs> That just went over everyone's head. Yeah, obviously his dad was Derek Jeter. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr., his dad was a major leaguer, mm-hmm. but not like a good one. Uh, <laughs> um, he, did a have, good he did one. have two grand slams in the same inning, was it? Yeah. Inning? Yeah. yeah. He, he holds that record. Hello. His dad. Right. Uh, anyway. 
I'm picking Dodgers because if we win the World Series, um, I would like to go to downtown LA and riot. I think the I'd most to to the, the, exciting yeah. thing about when a city wins championships is that the city just turns to reckless sin. And so <laughs> oh, I wow. think that um, okay. I would I would go and riot with LA. If we win the World Series, so Podcast I'm going to pick riot? the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is that is my take for simple purposes of the riot. It was hard for me not to pick Josh Donaldson haircut to win the World <laughs> Series, but like we said before, baseball has just too many other players. The power of the mullet, man. Yeah. Power of the mullet taking him to the NLCS. Uh, I want you to look someone up. Chris Paddock, uh, rookie pitcher for the Padres. Hair? Oh, have you seen his hair, Seth? I have not. It's bad. Paddock? Yeah. He he is an electric player. Uh yeah, baby. But, oh, that's nice. That's a flow. He's got he's got the mullet going. He's got Oops. quite quite the mullet. Yeah. That's a <laughs> All right, righteous my flow. My favorite segment. It's time, it's time, it's time. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's time for our next segment. Um this little segment is one that we've been doing for a while. Uh we just kind of like throw it in every once in a while, but we we finally are gonna make it a segment. Um it's our tinfoil hat takes. Yes. Uh, these are for the takes that are so absurd. Um, but could still happen. But could still happen. They're going to happen. <laughs> They're so absurd that I'm, even we aren't sure we believe them. <laughs> oh, I fully believe mine. <laughs> so this is the deal with the tinfoil hat segment. I like to call it um, the red pill takes because in the Matrix we are offered the blue pill and that is the status quo. That is your, well, we did this in the uh, our, just our postseason segment, but um, it is the one seeds going all the way. It is the Patriots are going to be good again. <laughs> no, sir, I won't sit down. I won't, I won't lay down to that type of mediocrity. It's, the Browns this are going to win the Super Bowl this well, year. It's, it's, all right, it's quit. like that. <laughs> all right, quit. Easy, easy. <laughs> Pull them back. Obviously, they're going to go 10 and 6 but <laughs> oh oh but this is red pill we are sport fans also yes. by day we're sport fans by night we are gentlemen who are who are strictly woke with our ear close to the ground can i go first i got I sources go first. inside yeah, red this, pill this takes. is a five minute segment so. wake up america red pill takes here we go nfc north champions detroit lions here, do not laugh and hear me out. Okay, so what is their competition? You have the Bears who don't have any semblance of an offense. That's not um, true. They don't have a quarterback. Um, they simply can't play on that side of the ball. He exists, and that's about it. Uh, you have the Vikings who Adam Thielen has admitted they don't have a quarterback either. They just run the ball, which credit to Dalvin Cook. He's great. Um, but of these teams, uh, I'd say the Vikings look the worst. Packers, probably the greatest competition to the great Lions um, right now. But look at the Packers' I, I, schedule. I think for me, it's not the fact that you said they'd win. I think it's the fact that you said they get 10 wins. They, they will absolutely get 10 wins. Now, hear me out. 
Packers will will also get 10 wins, but look at their schedule coming up, and this is why they won't beat out uh, the Lions for record. Um, they play the Cowboys, they play the Lions, they play the Chiefs, Chargers, and Panthers all within uh, the next six weeks. To me, the only really winnable game uh, that they have of those uh, is probably against the Chargers, but I think all those other ones are losses. I think the Cowboys beat them, I think the Lions beat them, then they play the Raiders, they'll beat the Raiders. Uh, Chiefs beat them, Chargers it'll be close and the Panthers beat them Panthers are looking real nice with their backup quarterback now let's look at the Lions schedule they play the Packers they'll beat the Vikings they'll beat the Giants they'll beat the Raiders they'll beat the Bears and then they play the Cowboys who they'll probably lose to but still that is a far more favorable schedule going forward uh, and I look down the whole thing and I can't say uh, that 10 and 6 does not look doable for either of these teams look at what the Lions, uh, Lions did last week point. against the Chiefs they lost in the final seconds of that game they push the Chiefs to the brink home field is looking nice for them uh, Stafford's finally looking good receivers are looking good defense is looking good it's time to give them the respect that they deserve Lions are winning the NFC North Connor take one tinfoil hat pick from your from your two that you want to yes uh, get on your soapbox about here all right first of all we'll talk about the Lions Put success your, your in a second hat. yes I will be now applying the tinfoil hat on top of my head Upon my flat head in the flat earth. All right, listen. Cam Newton either gets traded by the end of the season or during the season or retires. This is what we have of Cam's last eight games that he played before. Uh, what's his head? Uh, Kyle. He's got a name. He's got a name. Yeah. Before their backup came in, who's doing pretty well. Get his name for me. Um, we have... Cam Newton going, going 0-8, throwing, I think it was like 9 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, or something like that. Um, and what we have with Cam Newton, he was a really good player, and he had Kyle his Allen. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Yeah. All right, perfect. Kyle Allen is, I think, 3-0, 6 touchdowns, no interceptions, yeah. same offense. And because uh, it's an offense that's geared towards Cam Newton, but I think what we have in Cam Newton is, um, I think he's his our shoulder something's super wrong with it it's requiring it requires surgery or uh, something big he's not as mobile as he used to be he's been taking a lot of hits behind that um so so panthers offensive line so what i think is the panthers going in a new direction especially with christian mccaffrey and dj Moore and, um and curtis samuel all of these new kind of like really they have a pretty nice offense if i'm honest and uh, I think that they, the Panthers going into a new direction and Cam Newton is not on the same team by the end of the season, either by retiring or being traded. I think he could get traded and there is a market for Cam Newton, but he could retire if his body is just unwell, which it obviously is. Sure. Cam Newton is not a Panther this time next year. Uh, so I think my tinfoil hat take is probably the most tinfoil out of <laughs> all of the hats. All of, all of them. Yeah. Uh, the Minnesota Twins will beat the Atlanta Braves in this year's World Series. Here's my reasoning. Um, Josh Donaldson's hair. I t- yeah. I talked a little bit It'll about... It'll never lose if it gets I to a World Series. I talked a little bit about the Twins um, and the team that they've put together this year. I think it's surprisingly good. And I think a lot of people were surprised initially when they did as well as they did this year. I think people are going to be surprised again when they do as well as they do in the playoffs. I really like the Twins, and I really like the team that they put together because it's not just an offensive powerhouse. It's a pitching powerhouse as well. They have relief. They have starting pitching. They have a deep roster. The same thing goes for the Atlanta Braves. 
uh, rookie performances from guys like Soroka, um, Max Freed. Uh, these guys had great performances this year. Um, and I think for that reason, they get carried into the into the World Series with the Twins. Um, and I think these two teams face off, but eventually the Twins, you know, uh, take take the crown because I think that they are such a well put together team and a surprising team at that. Everyone expects them to be the underdogs, um, and they underestimate their opponents. They don't see um, the powerhouse that is the Minnesota Twins because two years ago this was a team that sucked, um, and and all of a sudden. They're a playoff team. Um, I think they go all the way, um, and I think they they obviously not my not my most makes sense sure World Series pick, but I think that there is a realistic possibility Red that pill. this could happen. Quinn knows. What have you heard? Insider sources, <laughs> scandals. Uh, we will what? know. Out of all those picks, we'll know Quinn's the soonest. Um, both we of will ours know. will will yeah. take some time, at least a season. Um, so we'll see. Unless Cam, I'm telling you, Cam Newton could get traded pretty soon. I, but that that's super red pill. Yeah, we'll see. But Cam Newton's certainly not a Panther. I, I, he has played his last snaps as a Panther. You know what? Li- Lions win Kyle the Super Allen. Bowl. I'm I'm going chill full out. God, easy. Lions over the Browns in the easy, Super Bowl. Easy, Tiger. No. Lions over the Dolphins. Need to ran you in. Uh, okay, one of my friends back home actually has a bet with another one of my friends at home. Yeah, hear this. Uh, Quinn has two friends at home. <laughs> Twenty twenty one Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, the Browns and the Lions, and the Browns beat the Lions. He has a hundred dollars on this. This was made three years he's, ago. He's gonna. He's gonna. Well, that's. I mean, I it's mean, stupid, but it's he'll not, lose his money. What's it's, the other it's guy? Not as, it's not as impossible as it he'll was. He'll lose three it years valiantly. Ago. Is it, is it just like a straight hundred dollar bet against someone, or did he I like think it Vegas was a bet? bet it? It, no, it, it it was like he no he like made it with another one of my friends. Okay, so it's like it, I think it was this thing that he said as a joke, but this guy literally put an alarm on his phone on the calendar um, for the date like February twenty twenty one, and he's gonna he's gonna be pestering him for his money. Wow. So anyway, uh, quick picks. Uh, the point of the quick picks segment um, is so that we can just talk about. Random little things that we want to talk. We're about. looking to the future. Yeah, so um, looking on to next we, week. We can talk about games if we want, um, but it's also so that we can like bring up stuff that we wanted to bring up in the podcast, um, but didn't really get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna take my quick pick this this uh, this week. See how long it carries us. Um, say we are living in the era of the quarterback. Um, and I mentioned this to you guys a few days ago, offhand, off the podcast, but um, we have more QBs, more dominant QBs in the league than ever before. Um, guys like Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan to an extent, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, all these veterans, um, and guys on the up and up. Lamar Jackson could be an elite quarterback in a few years. Um, you got other guys around the league. Maybe Jared Goff becomes one. I don't know. But either way, uh, we are living in the era of the quarterback because the quarterback is by far the most important position in the entire league. And these guys are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And there's like five, six, seven, or eight of them in the league at the same time right now. I don't think we've ever seen this before. 
Yeah, I mean, what I will say to what you're saying about the era of the quarterback, I do hear you that like we right now have a lot of phenomenal quarterbacks playing current NFL football. I do hear that that's what you mean Mm -hmm. to say, because obviously the quarterback has always been the most important position in the field the entire length of the NFL. But I hear what you're saying, and that's that right now we have a bunch of Hall of Famers who are uh, throwing the ball around. I get, Yeah, no, I get that. And I will say this to your point, though. Jared Goff... System quarterback B minus. I thought that was just the name I was throwing. Yeah, out you were there. just throwing. That's fine. That, that's He's sorry. a young guy. Hasn't. You didn't say Russell yet. Wilson, and I'm hurt. That's that's all I'm Russell saying. Russell Wilson. I, I I did for that. That one skipped my mind. It, I'm sorry. It hurts me good. deeply, but it's all right, Quinn. I'll forgive you because I love you. Um, I will say about the era of the quarterback. Uh, this is kind of red pill take. Sports wide, though. The quarterback of a of a football team might be the most important position of any position against I mean in any sport, yeah. right? Like I, you can point to uh, like uh, Kevin Durant or LeBron James on like a basketball team and be like, oh, he's way more important than your quarterback. But I think that purse, but for every single sport, if we're gonna com- if we are gonna compare apples and oranges, then the quarterback is the most important position. And I do agree with you that we have a lot of Hall of Famers who are running around right now, uh, tossing the old uh, pigskin. So for uh, yeah. for all intents and purposes, purposes, we may be seeing the biggest concentration of first ballot like great hall of fame quarterbacks ever depends on when they all retire but you're not wrong that we have many of them because i think i I also forgot to mention aaron Rodgers. you know uh, so like all these guys that i just mentioned tom brady drew Brees, philip rivers uh maybe maybe matt ryan big ben matt ryan i don't know he fell off toward the end of his career but he had such a good peak that i think he'll he'll definitely go into the hall of fame um I believe that's my take. We'll see. Um, Eli Manning and Matt Ryan, I think, are in the same category yeah. of it really depends on how they age um, in terms of like the age in their legacy, because obviously they didn't age well. And that's why. Yeah. So that's my quick pick this week. Um, you guys can we'll do yours next week, um, but we're going to wrap the podcast up. Um, final little thing. Uh, we want to wrap every podcast up with a uh what we are going to be watching over the next week or so, um, us sports gurus, hey. if you will. Um, yeah, so these are these are the important games to us, and these are the games that matter. Um, so what what are we going to be watching over the next week, boys? Um, you know, personally, and I just pulled this up because I kind of forgot about it, but um, if you're a sports fan out there and you have, especially in America, and you have yet to experience watching Champions League soccer or football, uh, for mm. us that are cultured, um, check out a game. Uh, yeah. Check out check yeah. out a couple games. Um, we've got a few going on right now, just between uh, Juventus, uh, Tottenham, Bayern, PSG, uh, Dortmund is playing tomorrow, Liverpool, um, Valencia, Ajax, uh, Barcelona, um, and so really, really fun to watch. Great atmosphere. Um, pick up a copy of FIFA 20 and learn it, and then learn the players that way. That's what I do. Learn it, love it, live it. <laughs> it's it's a great time. It's a great sport. It's a span. It's expanding across um, America, and so watching the best um, is one. We'll make the World Cup next time. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Baby. Uh, we got. Packers versus Cowboys. I think Connor put that there. Uh, uh well, I wrote in red oh, ink because everything I say is as good as if I wrote it in blood. Um, 
Packers Good. versus Cowboys is what we will be watching, Quinn. I think that is a huge game yeah. to see the NFC. Exciting, too. I think. Yeah, yeah, to see the NFC favorite kind of coming out of this first quarter of the season. Like I was saying before, we're the parody of the NFL is at, is at its highest, I can remember, in a very long time. Anyone can be anyone. And the AFC, I think Patriots and Chiefs, I thought the Ravens until they played that Browns game where they were a third team, but I think Patriots and Ravens are kind of making that separation as the top two teams who are yeah. going to be looking for and yeah. Super Bowl and the NFC we have uh this NFC North which is we, you were talking about yeah. Vikings I don't know Lions they've been they played really good against the Chiefs and we have the Packers who I think are going to be the highest competition Cowboys there's a lot um a lot of talk in Vegas a lot of the numbers are showing that the Cowboys are the I think the number one team to come out of the NFC into the Super Bowl as it stands now so Packers Cowboys is going to be a real telltale sign of who in the NFC is kind of the big kid on the block. I think this is personal because I'm a Seahawks fan, though. If the Seahawks beat the Rams, then I think they are entering into that type of strata. However, I think the Packers-Cowboys is going to be the game of the week, uh, bar none, to see who the big kid on the block is in the NFC. Yeah, uh, and then my pick, I what, what I'm going to be watching, and I'm sure you guys too, uh, the wild card games for yeah. the MLB playoffs. Probably two of the most exciting because sudden death is just so much fun to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. baseball finally gets interesting. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, yeah, both of these games should be an absolute blast. Um, they both feature some really exciting young teams, um, and I'm excited to watch those. So, uh, yeah, all that being said, uh, that's it for our first episode. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, make sure to tune in in the coming weeks to – um, see what we put up on YouTube, Spotify, uh, hopefully Apple Music. Um, I'm looking into that. Um, and of course, SoundCloud here on the on the torch. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week for GPS. Podcast.